Connect. Influence. Optimize. You're listening to The Channel Channel, a podcast for executives and others involved in the authorized sale of electronic components. Brought to you by the ECIA, the Electronic Component Industry Association. Working to promote and improve the authorized distribution channel. Welcome to The Channel Channel. This is David Loftus, CEO of ECIA and host of this session of The Channel Channel, a podcast sponsored by the Electronic Components Industry Association, covering topics that are important for participants of the electronic supply chain. I'm very pleased to be joined today by Chris Moore, CEO of FIRST, an amazing nonprofit organization dedicated to motivating kids in the U.S., and around the world to pursue STEM education through robotics competition. First is generously supported by many of our member companies. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, David. Happy to be with you. As I mentioned in the intro, a lot of our companies support FIRST. We would certainly love to educate the community on FIRST and hopefully motivate a few more folks to be able to support y'all. I guess just to start off, the mission of FIRST, as you guys state, is to inspire young people to be science and technology leaders and innovators by engaging them in exciting mentor-based programs that build science, engineering, and technology skills that inspire innovation and that foster well-rounded life capabilities, including self-confidence, communication, and leadership. That's some very, very Strong, lofty goals, I guess, for our listeners that may not have had exposure to FIRST. Can you please give them just a quick overview? I sure will. We are always happy to recruit more students into our program and more supporters and further build support. So as you very well stated, uh, FIRST is a global nonprofit that inspires young people to be science and technology leaders um, and innovators entrepreneurs and problem solvers. And our founder, Dean Kamen, often says that we are not doing what we do to create the next science fair. You know, we're not about science fairs, although science fairs are fine. It's just that we're engaging youth and we're engaging them in mentor-based programs that spark their creativity, that inspires them to want to pursue careers in, in STEM, and also foster them to develop what we call those softer skills, the life skills, such as teamwork and confidence, communications, and, and the like. And so each year, students ages 4 to 18, in more than 100 countries worldwide, I might add, participate in our hands-on research and robotics programs. And what's really cool is that every year we issue an annual robotics challenge and these challenges are generally uh, themed around different global platforms, such as recycling, clean water, health and fitness, and transportation. So this most recent season, for example, transportation was the theme. And these themes not only help students put their STEM literacy skills combined with their interpersonal skills to the test, but they also help students develop you know, new thinking around how technology can play a critical role in addressing problems on a local community, national, or global scale. So, you know, once they have the challenge, they work together as a team 
to build robots and develop solutions to these problems based on that particular year's challenge. It's, it's actually amazing. We partnered with Disney and Lucasfilm to develop a documentary called More Than Robots. So I encourage your members, your listeners to check out More Than Robots. It's actually streaming on Disney Plus as we speak. And that will give them a real riveting flavor for what FIRST does and how we go about inspiring young people to live their best life stories through STEM. Super. I've seen that video on Disney Plus and it's outstanding. Really, really neat. It did a, it, it's really well done. Hey, I was uh, fortunate to attend your first, first worldwide championship since COVID in Houston last spring. Kids and robots, really, really amazing. I was uh, struck by the sporting aspect of the competition. That's by design, isn't it? It is by design. And as our founder, Dean Kamen, often says, you are what you value. And as you can imagine and appreciate, our culture values sports, it values entertainment, and, th and that's okay. And so the challenge before us, as FIRST was being formed 30 plus years ago, was how can we design a sport that engages kids in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics as traditional sports does, right? And the answer for us was to model our robotics competitions after sports where kids engage in friendly competition starting at their local community level. They then, as part of the sort of the competitive process, the friendly competitive process, they then advance to a regional competition or district level competition, and they punch their ticket to the uh, national level competition or international competition, which we call world championship. And so at first, we believe that we have cracked the code by creating a sport, which we've dubbed a sport for the mind, which is just as exciting as any other sport, mind you, but the difference in our sport as compared to other sports is that literally every kid on every first team can make it to the pros. And we try to make that life story a reality for all first participants. Now you juxtapose that with traditional sports, not every kid, uh, you know, based on talent and other, other factors, uh, have the ability to go pro. And so that's the difference between our sport and traditional sports. We believe that sports play a valuable role in kids' lives, but we also believe that kids, you know, should have an opportunity to pursue careers in STEM literacy if they're not as fortunate to pursue the traditional sports route. And, and the reality too, David, is that we need to get more, you know, based on literacy rates in this country, based upon where science and mathematics rank in the United States, we need to fill that pipeline with more kids who are pursuing careers uh, and who are motivated to pursue careers in STEM and build that into our value set. And that's what we uh, were doing at first. No kidding. Hey, um, the sporting aspect is somewhat unique on this. I guess you yourself have a history with kids' sports. Maybe share a little bit about that. I do. And um, I, I must say that 
I never made it to the big leagues. Um, and I was a coach. Uh, I coached my kids. I coached other teams in soccer, baseball, and even a little basketball. So uh, sports is certainly, uh, you know, something that I've always been interested in since I was a, a kid. But um, from a professional standpoint, uh, I, you know, had the privilege of leading an organization called United States Youth Soccer Association, U.S. Youth Soccer. And USYS is the largest youth sport organization in the country and arguably the world. And I had the opportunity to impact the lives of over 3 million kids who participated in our program every year, kids who participated in recreational soccer, an eight-week season of rec soccer, or those who aspire to the highest levels of competitive play. And, um, you know, led that organization for six plus years. Uh, before that, I had a real honor of working on the NFL's Play 60 initiative in a program that we co-created with the NFL called Fuel Up to Play 60, which encouraged youth to not only uh, get 60 minutes of physical activity a day, preferably through football or flag football, uh, but also, you know, consume nutrient-rich uh, foods every day in their daily diet, whether that was low-fat, non-fat dairy, whole grains, or fresh fruits and vegetables. So I had the opportunity uh, in, during that role to partner with the former first lady of the United States, Michelle Obama, to advance her uh, signature program called Let's Move to inspire the next generation to uh, eat healthier, exercise in an effort to reduce childhood obesity rates in the United States. And so I had a, just an amazing opportunity. And, um, you know, given the fact that first was looking for a leader who appreciated and understood how sports competitions work, and then who also brought business skill sets to the table, I had the opportunity to interview here at first and, uh, and, and bring that background to uh, to the fore, and and I'm really happy to be here, especially based on um, my knowledge of of kids, my knowledge of sports, uh, how competition structures work, and then just my background in youth empowerment and inspiring a generation of kids to create and improve ideas and to problem solve. Fantastic! I'll tell you that I've been really impressed by the quality of the first leadership and the entire team. And you're a great addition to that. Thank you. Hey, so I'm sure COVID put a damper on your teams and your companies yes. around the world over the last couple of years. Maybe uh, share a little bit how FIRST is rejuvenating post-pandemic. Yeah, no, it, like everyone else, the, the pandemic certainly uh, you know, stalled our our uh, growth and you know we had to cut short our season I believe in back in 2020 and um, we even canceled uh, world championships then and um, the documentary more than robots that I referenced earlier brings that to life but the the amazing thing uh, though David is that despite the the pandemic uh, you know uh, sort of throwing a wrench into that season and then 
the two seasons to follow, uh, frankly, we saw just an amazing sense of resilience on the part of uh, first students who had been preparing for the, the, the season, but who were able to pivot and utilize their skills for the greater good in terms of helping to develop PPE and develop masks and other, um, you know, other essential um, supplies that were needed during the pandemic. And so we are, we're, you know, in the process of rebuilding and, and growing following the pandemic. Uh, first, you know, we've, at first we've helped students discover their passions in, in STEM uh, for more than 30 years. Um, the pandemic put the mission of our organization uh, on full display. Our community of young people found innovative ways to put their first built skills to the test and, and we're uh, emerging from the pandemic uh, more resilient and, and stronger than before. So um, I, I think there's a sense that it's our collective duty to prepare all students for the future and companies around the world um, have been providing generous financial support, donating thousands of employee volunteer hours and hundreds, uh, you, know, of, you know, tons of hardware to make FIRST programs possible. And so um, I attribute a lot of that to this post-pandemic uh, world where, we're, uh, you know, last season, uh, the kickoff of last season, we, um, we started holding in-person events again, culminating with our world championship in Houston. And so we're, we're in recovery mode and are starting to see a, a new sense of normalcy uh, emerge. That's great to hear. And COVID has caused all kinds of difficulties for us. Shortages and supply issues are hitting everyone, including FIRST. Right. Uh, I know that we're working with uh, FIRST and your team to be able to try to expedite products to be able to make sure that it gets in the kits this year for the kids. What are the greatest needs of FIRST that our member help that our member companies can help you with right now? Thank you. I really appreciate that. And, and we've been overwhelmed by the outreach uh, and the support from members, uh, member organizations to support us. So, you know, like everyone in the industry, right, we, we've experienced supply constraints, uh, supply shortages, uh, particularly as we're seeing encouraging growth and demand across several of our programs. Um, We've had significant downward pressure uh, to new team growth, for example, in our First Tech Challenge program. And that was largely due to uh, lack of robot har hardware, uh, specifically the, um, the control hub. But the good news is that, you know, through many of our, um, you know, partnerships um, and contacts, contacts that we've, uh, we've made uh, over the past few months, we have been able to secure enough components to create, um, you know, systems for FTC for this year, but I, I, you know, we're, we're not out of the woods yet. So um, given the increases in demand um, and trying, you know, our efforts to support new team growth, we, um, you know, we will need the support uh, from uh, your, your member organizations and I would encourage them to reach out to me directly um, at first or 
our uh, chief operating officer, Chris Rake, who oversees all of our programs because he's really the, been the one uh, dealing with this and you know, uh, dialing up many of your members. So I would absolutely uh, encourage you to reach out to me and we would welcome your support. Great. And you mentioned something there, FTC, which is First Tech Challenge. I guess uh, maybe we should mention that there's three different levels of competitions, major competitions that you guys run on an annual basis, small little robots for um, it, you know young kids to great big 125 pound massive robots that uh, do all kinds of crazy things and artificial intelligence included, right? That's right. Uh, you know, we we have um, we have our you know first of all our our first uh, robotics competition. Um, it's we have three divisions of of I, I beg your pardon. Our, our first Lego League. Sorry, I'm going in reverse order. Our, uh, our first uh, uh, Lego League, um, which we have three uh, divisions of of uh, FLL. And that, that program is, it's really from pre-K to eight, uh, which is uh, ages nine to 16. Start and, and, <laughs> and then first tech challenge, as you mentioned, which is grades seven to 12 or ages 12 to 18. And then our, uh, our first robotics competition, which uh, generally are for grades nine to 12 or ages four uh, through 18. And um, through these programs, you know, uh, kids have an opportunity to learn all about um, robots and all about the possible solutions to various problems. And again, they're all themed around real world issues. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we encourage you to you know, check out our website uh, at www.firstinspires.org uh, or visit us on Facebook. Twitter, uh, uh, Instagram, and Snapchat. I still haven't figured out Snapchat yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, hey, uh, so it, it's great that you've got multiple levels to be able to cater to so many more kids. Just so our listeners can get an idea of the scale of FIRST, you mentioned 100 countries, which is spectacular. Share a few more statistics on the tremendous impact of FIRST across the world at this number of students you touch and so forth. Yeah, so we so FIRST serves more than 700,000 students worldwide. I mean, that's an enormous number, right? 700,000. Right. 700,000 worldwide with the support of 320,000 adult mentors, coaches, volunteers, judges. And with the support of STEM industry leaders, like your members, along with skilled adult mentors and volunteers, FIRST has been able to um, teach more than two and a half million young people in over a hundred countries how to work together to solve problems they face. Um, I mean, talk about impact. We're, we're making real world impact, impact on young people that we serve. Um, FIRST students are, two times more likely to show an increase in STEM-related attitudes and interests than uh, compared, compared to um, uh, other students. This includes STEM career interests. We found that by their fourth year of college, first alumni are more likely to be majoring in STEM, uh, in a STEM field than comparison peer groups. 
81% of FIRST alumni declare a major in STEM and 68% declare a major specifically in engineering or computer science. So, so we're, we're just seeing, you know, based on our uh, longitudinal study in partnership with Brandeis University, we're seeing impacts on young women as, work, as well. Uh, young women are significant, uh, you know, um, uh, young women in first are three and a half times more likely to take courses in computer science and 2.6 times more likely to take engineering classes. So it's, it's staggering statistics and really uh, happy to build on those um, in the future. It really is. And from our members standpoint, uh, of course, everyone has struggled to find quality employees for the last few years, and the electronic components industry is no exception. With you touching 700,000 students a year, that's a, a great way that FIRST helps develop the next generation of tech employees that could someday work for our member companies, right? That's the, that's the goal, David. Um, we consider you know, workforce development both as a, as a business and a moral imperative, frankly. We believe that it's our responsibility to educate, train, mentor young people so that they have the skills necessary to pursue future careers in, in STEM. And in doing so, we're preparing them for life as well, right? And so by inspiring students to explore careers in, for example, manufacturing, uh, or by, you know, in preparing them for uh, other real world issues or situations uh, that they may experience that are relevant to manufacturing as, as, as an example, um, such as clean water, transportation, recycling, food insecurity. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're then teaching, uh, teaching students how to be su successful no matter what specific career they choose to enter after high school. We're teaching them how to think critically, um, how to think creatively uh, to solve problems, how to work in a team environment. And these skills will hopefully resonate and become the next, uh, you know, enable them to become the next gen workforce that will run America's plants and factories, modernize our power grid or rebuild our infrastructure. And that's, that's really the goal is to create this talent pipeline, particularly given uh, the, the great resignation and the, the workforce shortage right now that um, many of your member organizations and other organizations are facing. And so we consider that our duty. And if we can, um, if, if we can help fill that pipeline while at the same time teach kids valuable uh, life skills, then we consider our consider it our uh, our job is done yeah what a wonderful mission hey uh you've mentioned dean a couple of times your founder dean Kamen, who founded first in 1989 really amazing and, and interesting to say the least guy um dean is going to be joining us yes in chicago at our ecia executive conference again october 23rd to the 25th right he will be. And um, I just spoke to Dean about this yesterday. He's extremely excited. And, um, you know, I believe he may have addressed your, your membership uh, before. 
And, um, and, you know, he, we talked about many of these issues around first as not just, you know, being a robotics, um, you know, uh, uh, organization, but one that uses robots to build kids versus the other way around. And we talked about workforce development and the global scale and footprint of FIRST. Well, Dean made all that happen. And it's just such an honor to work with him uh, as the founder of FIRST. Um, you know, his office is right across the street from the FIRST office in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire. And, uh, and I, I really love working with Dean and help, you know, tapping his knowledge and expertise into how, how to make first more relevant and grow and scale first um, uh, for decades and decades to come. What an amazing man to be able to uh, devote the amount of time and effort. Dean, this, isn't, th th this is not Dean's main line of work. Dean runs DECA Research and Dean is the inventor of the portal in, portable insulin pump, the Segway scooter, just an inventor extraordinaire. And we're so fortunate that he's going to be, again, our keynote speaker Monday morning of the executive conference. I, I do want to put in a plug. We also have a couple of seats available for a special intimate dinner with Dean Sunday evening, October 23rd. And cash proceeds from that are going directly to first. So anyone interested, please contact me if you're interested in joining. And it, we've had such good support through many of our manufacturers, distributors, and our rep members over the years. Uh, today, we have at least 36 ECIA member companies that are directly contributing to FIRST. And I have personally committed to Dean that ECIA will continue to promote FIRST to our membership and hopefully increase the generous donations of time, money, and electronic components uh, to, uh, to, to the first kids. And, uh, for those members not yet engaged, uh, Chris, how can interested individuals and companies best get involved with first to help motivate more kids towards STEM education and careers? I would highly encourage, uh, folks to reach out to me directly. I will make myself available. Uh, they can reach me by visiting our website at www.firstinspires.org and there you know uh, you'll, you'll be able to find our, our staff and I'm uh, staff and board and I'm you can click on click on that link to me and uh, email me directly uh, or as I mentioned before you can visit us on social media uh, Facebook Twitter uh, LinkedIn uh, Instagram or Snapchat so we would love your support and, um, and I, I would love to connect with you uh, directly. And there are many, many ways people can get involved as individuals, they can mentor local teams. Uh, the companies can sponsor local teams, uh, regional and national competitions, donate components and services. We have a couple of uh, members that provide uh, online vouchers for purchasing components to be able to put into their robots. So all these different ways, many, many creative ways for our members to be able to contribute as individuals or you know, preferably uh, their, their, their companies as well. That's right. We, we have numerous 
strategic partners, the likes of 3M and Caterpillar and, and Disney and Qualcomm and others, uh, just too many to mention. Um, many began supporting first in the early days. Uh, Caterpillar, for example, began supporting first in 2005. They sponsor you know, a dozen or so um, teams near the company's headquarters in Peoria, Illinois. Um, you know, 3M supports us, uh, you know, um, the talent pipelining process by contributing in-kind resources uh, to global teams. There are a plethora of ways for us to partner together, and I would love to, you know, uh, brainstorm with your members on how best to engage. Super. Thanks, Chris. So you've Heard it directly from the CEO. Please get yourselves and your companies involved with FIRST. Chris, thanks so much for your time today. And thanks so much for your service to our youth and the future of our industry. Dave, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So that's a wrap for today. I hope you'll all join us for our next Channel Channel interview. Thanks so much for your time to join today's podcast. And we hope all of you and your families are enjoying the summer and some much needed relief from COVID. Take care.